Hey everybody, George Robson here, Worship Arts Pastor at Ocean Grove Online Church. Welcome to another one of our podcasts. I want to encourage you to stay with us for this week's scripture reading and message. Please remain standing for the gospel. Please remain standing. Let's just be still a little bit. Let's appreciate the silence. Hear the word of God for you. Jesus says to the disciples, said to the disciples then, and says to us today in Ocean Grove, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who asks find. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son or daughter asks for bread, will give them a stone? Or if they ask for a fish, will they receive a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask God? So in everything, do unto others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. And this is the word of God. And our response is, thanks be to God. You may be seated. I was the elementary school kid who always got into trouble. Always talking too much in class, always having great academic grades and a poor conduct grade. How many of you were like me? You got in trouble in school. Anybody? They're all sitting over here in the center section, okay? Anybody else? You got in trouble in school. Some of you are lying at church and you need to pray. I talk too much in class. It was sixth grade. It was a long time ago in a previous century. <laughs> Mrs. Sanders was our substitute teacher. Isn't it amazing? You can remember your school teacher's names. You can remember your landline telephone phone number for you old people. But you created a password two days ago, and you're totally clueless. <laughs> Mrs. Sanders said, David Burke, you talk too much. David Burke, you asked too many questions. And I went like this and went... Why? She said, I'm sick and tired of you in my class. I want you to just leave my class. You're disrespectful. You ask way too many questions. Go home. So my mom taught me to obey the elders, and I, I went home. I grabbed my Herman Munster's lunchbox. It, it was a TV show. It started out in black and white. It was a Frankenstein. You're too young. Okay. I grabbed my Munster's lunchbox, and I walked six blocks in Baltimore, down Blair Road to my house. I thought it was time for a Swanson, hungry man, mystery meat dinner. If you're laughing, you are ancient. I burned my hand on the aluminum foil and I sat down to watch Gilligan's Island because the choices in my life as a young person were really not complex. There's no internet, no Twitter. It was Ginger or Marianne. Can we say amen to that? Some of you need to repent, okay. <laughs> Mrs. Corcoran, the principal, whom I remember from 1972, hello. 
She called and she said, why did you answer the phone? I said, because I got in trouble because I'm asking questions. She said, why were you behaving like that? And the whole time she's talking, I'm thinking, you're asking a lot of questions. She said, you are suspended. I said, what does that mean? She said, you need to stay home for three days. I said, thanks be to God. When are the bad kids in school going to figure out they don't really want to be there? Three days at home. Well, the good news is, I'll tell you some good news. Today, I got, kicked out of, I got kicked out of school. I got thrown out of vacation Bible school in the sixth grade. I got suspended again in the eighth grade. And today, I'm a pastor, a professor, and I like school. In the greatest sermon of all, Jesus proclaimed the good news. Today, it's good news. And the reason I can be a pastor and a professor is one word, and it's called grace. It's the unmerited favor of God. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. It's the grace of God because God loves you, just as you are. God knit you together in your mother's womb, fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of the living God. God loves you, longs for you to be in a relationship with Jesus today. Jesus gives this message and says, ask, seek, and knock. So for the next hour or two, I want to share with you the importance. For the next 19 minutes, I want to share with you the importance of these words. If you have your Bible, just kind of hang out there. and We're just kind of be a little topical today. But you can turn to Philippians 4, 6 and hear this. Paul writes and says this. Rejoice. When the Bible says rejoice, it's a great Greek word. It means to jump up, spin around like a top and sit back down. We could do that right now, but most of us would be in Jersey Shore Hospital. <laughs> we are to rejoice, and I'll say it again, Paul says, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near, the Bible says, don't be anxious. Don't be a worrier. Don't be a worry ward. Don't be anxious about anything, but everything in prayer and supplication and situation and petition with thanksgiving. Ask God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts. Notice the Bible is saying, ask God. It's not, it's not saying this. It's not saying, tell God. Who are we to tell God? Amen? Amen. God is sovereign. God is powerful. God is magnificent. God, we are, we, we are in all of you today in your reverence. We honor you. We don't tell God. We ask God. And I got good news. God wants to hear from you because God still speaks. And God wants to hear to you today. And God wants to speak to you about your singleness. And God wants to speak to you about your marriage. And God wants to speak to you about your sin. And God wants to speak to you about your retirement. And God wants to speak to you because God still speaks. And God speaks through his word. And God spoke through the prophets of old. God speaks through his word. And God speaks through Christians. And God speaks in worship. And God speaks. God longs to hear from you. So you have to ask. You have to ask. So let's just be still a little bit. And let's have a little interactive message today that you would talk to God. And not just talk to God like it's a shopping list. I challenge you to know the Lord. I challenge you to know Jesus. I challenge you to know Christ today for the first time in your life that you would come and be a Christian. 
I challenge you to buy me ice cream at Days. That's an important word, okay? That's not in the script. I challenge you to know the Lord. I challenge you to rededicate your heart to the Lord. I challenge you to ask. I challenge you to get right with God. I challenge you to see the love of God. Oh, God, free us up from the Phariseeism and all the junk and stuff. Let's just love God and love one another. And I keep telling our church at home, you know what we need in the body of Christ? We need more witnesses, not judges. Amen. We have enough judges. We just need to witness. We just need to teach a model. Does it mean we compromise God's word? I pray that you would just be still enough today to hear from God, to ask, to ask. Just let God talk to you today. I'd like you to be still. I'd like you to just quiet your heart and look around you and appreciate God's creation, the beauty, the water, the sand. Don't complain about how hot it is today. There's a hotter place. Can we say amen to that, huh? <laughs> Sounds like a good t-shirt. Okay. And you think it's hot here. Just be still. Enjoy God's creation. Just be still a little bit. Jesus said to ask. Jesus said to seek. Now I'm pretty good at this one if it involves action. It's interesting these are imperative verbs, but the seeking can be quiet. The seeking can be in silence. The seeking can be noisy. The seeking can be to allow God to whisper in your ear because God wants to whisper in your ear. And I'm just going to pick on the men a little bit. If you, and if I have any, do I have permission to be gender biased here? Is that okay? I will say this. I'll go on record for most men because I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself. Whenever I lose something immediately. I don't even punt or pass or pray. As long as, I, as soon as I lose something, I go like this. They stole it. They ripped me off. How many men are like that? You're lying. You need Jesus, okay? They stole my phone right out of my car. I went to my place of addiction, Wawa, and I went there, and I came back, and the phone's gone. And I'm asking God, hey, God, where's my phone? That dude, that person was standing by the trash can, because every Wawa has five guys smoking cigarettes by the trash can. He stole, my, he stole my phone. He stole my phone. And then God says to me, hey, David, why don't you look in your pocket? It's in my pocket. God doesn't want to rip you off. God doesn't want to squash you like you're, you're a mosquito at the beach. God wants to bless you, love on you, hug on you. Plans for you, says the Lord. Plans to bless you and not to harm you as you seek God with all God's heart. The steps of righteous people are of ordered of God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. It always acknowledge God. God will direct your paths. Your God, God's calling you to seek. And sometimes it can be hard and seeking and following, sometimes even in the wilderness, and sometimes it can be in the joy. And sometimes it can just be seeking. 
kind of like how we look for stuff. I don't know about you, but I'm terrible at looking for stuff. My wife will say, it's in the third drawer. And I got to get mathematical and count the drawers. <laughs> and I pull out the third drawer and I'm like, I don't see it. And she'll walk over and go, here it is. <laughs> you have the same issues. Okay. The Bible says to ask and to seek and to knock. It's an imperative verb. It can be quiet. It can be still. As a teenager, I was looking for Jesus everywhere. I was born and raised in Baltimore, so I'm an Orioles fan. I have extreme faith, let me tell you right now. <laughs> we won a bunch of games recently. It's been amazing. I went to the Catholic Church because they had dances. No, I went to the Catholic Church because they had girls. Let's just tell it like it is. Because I went to an all-boys Catholic high school. I went to the Lutheran church on Thursday night because they had milkshakes and basketball. I landed at the Methodist church across the street because they played wiffle ball. But most of all, I ended up in Mrs. Sharp's basement and I came to Jesus through the Women's Christian Temperance Union. Wow. wow. Those women were 112 when I was 16. <laughs> I went to Duke Divinity School and they had a test for us on the women's Christian tent and they asked who was heck and, and all this web and all this, and I'm like, I got a hundred because they're like, how do you know this? I go, I live in Ocean Grove. <laughs> because Mrs. Sharp opened her home. Open your home. Open your home and share God's word. Open your home and pray. Practice hospitality. We live in a tent in the summer. Talk about questions, talk about seekers, talk about, think of this whole thing. Yeah. Think of this whole thing. We live in a tent. You talk about people asking and seeking questions. They walk by and they got like glasses and sunglasses and hat and they want, and they're, and they're like churning to ask questions. And sometimes I want to go like this. Yes, we have a bathroom. We have a bathroom. We're not, we're not Amish. We have electricity. We have a bathroom. We're Amish. And, there's a ba and we sleep in there. And yes, it's hot in the summer. And, and they walk by and go, is there a shower in there? No, we don't shower during the summer months. No, we don't. We just jump in the ocean. I'll tell you what, those folks are seeking, man. Last two summers ago, one guy came up to me and a guy, a friend of mine, we'll call him Paul. His name's Paul. He's my neighbor. And he comes up and he goes, I'm buying your tent today. That's what he said to me. I'm like, got a check? I'm like, we, we don't own it. You know what? We were bought with a price. The precious blood of Jesus. We were bought with a price. By God's grace. For by grace have you been saved through faith. Faith is the gift of God. And the last word. We ask and we seek and we knock. We seek the Lord, the Bible says, the prophet Isaiah, while he may be found. Call on God while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways. Let's turn to the Lord, the Bible says. Today's your day. Today's the day of salvation. From you to go from an ain't to a saint. From lost to found. To start a fire in your life for the passion of God. The last word is knock. 
knock. I remember going to that Lutheran church on a Thursday night and they had like songs on the radio and I remember they would play like Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting by Elton John. And, and then I was drinking a milkshake one time and Bob Dylan comes on. Boy, I'm old. It was knock, knock, knocking where? On heaven's door. I got good news for you here. God has one of those ring systems. I thought about this this week. I remember growing up as a teenager, someday you're going to see the person on the phone you're talking to. I'm like, my teacher is smoking wacky tobacco. That's what I used to do. And we see who's at the door. And we see who's on FaceTime. God has FaceTime. God can see your face. The eyes of the Lord in every place, the book of Proverbs, and the wisdom literature says the good news and the bad. God knows your name. God loves you. I spent hours trying to find out who painted the picture of Jesus knocking on the door in the book of Revelation. And there's, then I found out there's like five or six of them. Historically, you can Google that when you're bored today. But actually, it's totally out of context because in the book of Revelation, Jesus is trying to get into the churches. Let that marinate. Jesus wants to get into your church. And the Bible says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. I knock, I knock, Jesus says. He's saying to the church, to those I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. Here I am, Jesus says, I stand at the door. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come and eat and fellowship and have supper with them and they with me. To the one who is victorious, the Bible says, I'll give the right to sit on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Jesus wants to get into your heart. A lot of evangelists have taken it out of context, but it kind of works too, that the Lord just wants to get into your heart and into your church. In closing, I just want to share something with you that I was thinking about this week, and I actually shared it to two people yesterday, and I was trying to share with them to come and to worship this morning. Well, the different hats that I wear in ministry, I traveled and just spoke all over the country, and I had the privilege of speaking to teenagers. And I was flying back from the West Coast, and I landed in Memphis, and I rented a car, and I was speaking in somewhere in Mississippi. You should see when I go to Mississippi and Alabama to speak, they do this. you got to slow down. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I was in Alabama, and this guy came up to me, and he goes, Preacher, I'm so glad you're here this week, but I praise God you're not here next Sunday. Amen to that. <laughs> I'm flying into Mississippi, into Memphis, and I rent a car. And a guy named Pastor Billy, I, and he goes, Hi, David. I love how he said my name, David. It had like nine syllables in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hi, David. I'm Pastor Billy, but in the South, we call us Methodist preachers, Brothers Billy. We got 2,000 teenagers coming to this youth event after the football game. It's called a fifth quarter, and you're the guy. I go, Yeah, that's why I'm here. He goes, tomorrow morning. Now, I flew over. It was a Thursday night, Friday night football game. Tomorrow morning at 6.45 a.m., I'm going to knock on your door. And I went, no, you're not. <laughs> he says, I'm going to knock on your door. I'm asking you to have breakfast with me. And I'm asking you to have breakfast. And he says to me, 
do you like Southern literature? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I know William Faulkner. He goes, we're going to the William Faulkner's house at the University of Mississippi. But before that, I want you to meet a close friend of mine I went to law school with. I went, tell your friend, give him my regrets. I'm exhausted. I'm going to sleep in. Are you sure? Yes, sir. I'm tired. I even spoke French to him. Je suis fatigué. Maintenant, I'm tired. He goes, we don't know that dialect in Mississippi. He says, I'm going to knock on your door, brother. I go, no, you're not. I said, no. He picks me up at 5 o'clock, and they had barbecue, which was good. And we went to the fifth quarter, and I shared Jesus with 2,000 teenagers. He said, I should have been a little more forceful with you because I think you kind of missed out on my invitation. I said, brother, I I'm just tired. He goes, well, I kind of have a close friend from law school, and I rode down his long lane, and I want to tell you, David, he's got a really big house probably bigger than your parsonage. I go, I believe that. <laughs> I had breakfast with my law school friend, John Grisham. I don't know if you've ever heard that name. He's got some movie out called The Firm. He asked me, Where, why didn't the preacher come to breakfast at my house? I blew off John Grisham. <laughs> I said no to John, but I said yes to Jesus. Amen. I want you to do three things before we pray and sing our last songs. A, admit that you need God. B, believe on the one that God sent. And C, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will have salvation. God's knocking at the door of your heart. I wonder if before we sing our last song, if any of you want to say yes to Jesus today. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that you put your name in the verse. Today you'll have salvation. I wonder if there's anybody that wants to do that. You can raise your hand. You can stand. But most of all, surrender your heart. Today is the day of salvation. It's between you and God in this fellowship. As we close, I've had the privilege as a chaplain to pray with hundreds of people, COVID and beyond. And I'd like you to just, I'm going to pray the 23rd Psalm over your life. I'd like you, if you'd like, if you'll just open your hands and open your heart to receive his word. And that's okay. It's okay to raise your hands because you're going to do it for all eternity. And I know you Methodists are going, is that in the bulletin? I don't really see that in the bulletin, you know. Receive, and I'm going to personalize it for you. Bow your heads, humble your heart, surrender to Jesus, rededicate your faith, ask and seek and knock. Just receive his word. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, which means in the Hebrew, I have everything I need. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. God leads me beside the still waters. God leads you by your name. God restores your soul. Put your name in there. God leads you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. You've lost a loved one. I'm here to tell you that the name of Jesus is bigger than COVID, that the name of Jesus is bigger than cancer. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil to see from the Lord. For you are with me. You are with me now. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Yes, me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And if I know the Lord Jesus as Savior and Lord, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever and ever and ever. Leaping and jumping and praising God. Leaping and jumping and praising God. Let's stand as we worship. Let's stand to change our hearts from the inside out. Let's worship the Lord. We really appreciate you staying with us this time around. Remember, you can always search out other podcasts from OGC by looking up Ocean Grove Church or type in oceangrovechurch.com slash podcast question mark format equals RSS in your player of choice. And if you'd like other ways to stay up to date on all things Ocean Grove Church, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Ocean Grove Church, on Twitter as OG Church, and don't forget our website, oceangrovechurch.com. And you can contact us via email at oceangrovechurch at gmail.com. Until next time, we bid you peace.